everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning in again to yet another episode of The Now with Sam and Joe. I'm Sam. I'm Joe. And we got a couple interesting topics for you this evening. Mm-hmm. Yes. So first off, I just want to give a big shout out to the king himself, Mr. LeBron James. Woo-hoo. Do you actually like LeBron James? Um, Yes, I am one of the bandwagon fans that... Likes him, you know, when he's on Miami. Likes him when he's on Cleveland. I guess, uh, it, did he go to the Lakers? I don't know. I, I watched yeah, them. Yeah, that's, that's official. All right. Well, then I guess I'm a new Lakers fan now. Woo! Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm a bandwagon. You, yes. I am. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. And um, the only game that I watch is the um, pretty much the finals. Uh, yeah. Well, that's most people because... We ain't got time for the regular season. <laughs> we just trying to see Steph Curry and LeBron James and Kevin Durant go down there and do what they do. So, okay. Um, um, so, but big up to him. He yeah. opened his school, which is called the I Promise School. Yes. Um, so that's exciting. Um, it was a, it was not to get too political, but uh, I definitely enjoyed the tweets back and forth between Trump and. LeBron, um, <laughs> Trump took a you know a little stab at LeBron. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, there was um, an interview between both of them. Not both of them. I'm sorry. There was an interview with LeBron, and he pretty much said yeah, that the with interview. Don Lemon. Yes, he pretty much said that the interviewer made LeBron look smart. And uh, so LeBron was just like, "Well, you know, while you're sitting here putting kids in cages, I'm putting kids in schools." And I was like, "Yeah." Damn, I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, clap back. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but wow. um, in other news about LeBron, what you got for us, Joe? Well, I just want to go back to the school part. Oh okay. Because that was bring that it was back, a, bring it back. That was the thing. I'm all about education. Yes. Um, so LeBron James reported reporting from uh, SB Nation. Uh, LeBron James opened up a school called the I Promise School. Right. Um, and uh, it, it kind of starts an article like this, like Akron public schools have a major problem. It's at-risk students are falling way behind the rest of K-12 uh, population in the classroom. Right. Uh, the question the district faces now is whether LeBron James can fix that. And so basically, his whole school, the whole thing is about uh, at-risk kids. So kids who... Could fall into like gang violence, things of that nature, right. you know, fall behind because they don't have enough resources in their community to kind of keep them off the streets and out of trouble and things of that nature. And I always say that, like, if one thing we're going to pour education into, I mean, pour money into is education. I think that should be one of the best things. Like teachers should get paid more, especially at K through 12, because that's when like, you know, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I know. And, and it takes special people. My girlfriend's one of those special people. She teaches kindergarten. Kudos. She's been doing that for like six years. And like teachers in North Carolina and, and plenty of other states, like neighboring states like Virginia, uh, have went on strike. Uh, right. Because they're like, we need, it's crazy that a person basically is an educator of your child. But also at the same time doubles as kind of like their mother when their real mother is away, uh, you know. True. And then also, uh, and also men who are kindergarten teachers also father <laughs> when their father is away, um, not excluding you. Uh, but then also, uh, basically being daycare at the same time, 
Like right. you got to think about it. It's all of those things, and it's paid by your taxpayer dollars. Don't get me wrong. You're paying for it, but think about think about how much money you pay a daycare, right? And, and a lot more. A lot. A lot. <laughs> they make I a lot know. of money. So certain daycares could even have people who make more money than a kindergarten teacher who has a bachelor's degree, whereas the daycare person could have just got certified. They take their job seriously. I'm not saying anything against them. I'm just saying that I believe that uh, education should be valued at all levels. So I like what LeBron James is doing. Um, He was one of those kids that were at that was at risk. Right. uh, Telling his story, um, you know, how he came up um, with his mom and, um, I just think it's really, really cool to see people who have that type of money, who come from those Stature. humble beginnings, right. yeah, and they basically just say, you know, I could just ball out and you could just see multiple videos of me partying, getting drunk with famous people, doing all this stuff, but, and not saying that other famous people can't party and also give back to their communities, but just saying right. that. There are some people who only do that and they're only about their money to themselves. And, and it's just, it's really great to see people get back and say that, you know, I am more than just this. I'm more than just an athlete or more than just like some CEO of, of some company. I can do more for the world and the community. And I I just, I don't see the downside (laughs) in the whole thing. I see a couple of people have tried to uh, maybe point out things that maybe are factual, but the way that they present them is sometimes in a way to kind of like distract. Like I, I saw a recent article uh, talking about us, uh, the school's going to cost like $8 million to like the taxpayers. And then when I looked up more about it, it was kind of like LeBron James invested a certain amount of money. Apparently that was maybe the, and maybe I'm <coughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone out there, you can correct me, you know, fine. But apparently he paid the most he could pay into it. And like I said, I don't know the financials, but basically it's a public school and it was approved by the state. Obviously, you can't just build up a school all of a sudden and get, you know, funding. You have to get approved. So that means the state approved it. And, And so therefore, yes, taxpayers will spend Say they said eight million dollars approximately per year, but I'm like, hey, think about this. If a man builds a whole school that can take generations of kids from poverty to the ability to go to college and be successful and be working prominent members in their community and society and society, that eight million dollars is worth it out of my pocketbook. Like I don't care. Like I don't have pocketbook. Wait, I was but about I'm just to say, hold on, wait, you got a pocketbook? I don't. No, I'm sorry. I'm using my mom's terms. <laughs> she said that a lot. Like I don't know, this coming out of my, my pocketbook. pocketbook. Anyway, um, my mom's in my head. All right. So in, <laughs> in any case, is that yeah? I feel like that's worth it. So shout out to LeBron James on on that front. Um. I just think that's like that's like a, a major thing, man. It's it's just a wonderful thing. So. I agree, and I mean, um, the a lot of the kids that go there were there's more perks to it. Um, obviously, a free school. I mean, that's what public schools are. But 
then there were also, you know, free bikes. There were just a lot of different perks um, to definitely just help keep these kids off the street and hopefully get them in activities and, like you said, make them prominent members of society. And speaking of all of that, um, LeBron also has a documentary coming I was out. Gonna, I was going to say that. I didn't know oh. if you were going to go to that first. I, oh, I'm sorry. I just stole your thunder. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll no, let no, no, that. no. I'll let you take it. But before I let you go and take that, I want to go back to the school before we move on oh. to the documentary part. Look at me. I'm just jumping ahead of you. Go you were, on. No, go no. It. You were talking about that, you know, kids can get things like, you know, to get the uniforms. Right. They get the bikes the and bikes. stuff. Like the parents don't even have to pay for that. Because you know, like, private school, you still got to pay for the uniforms and stuff like that. Oh, boy. Are you ringing right now? We're ringing. Oh, boy. My friend doesn't know that we're doing the, doing the podcast. Dear friend. All right. So, it's all good. Um, but any case is that they're also doing it where, because these kids are at risk and usually because, like, parents are not in the financial position to maybe, like, support or, you know, um... They also have um, the ability to get parents' jobs. So parents... Wow, okay. So they have also education. And I think also parents, if they grew up kind of rough themselves, uh, they're also able to provide uh, GEDs for parents. Nice, okay. So, it again, great, man. Kudos just, to LeBron. Kudos to LeBron. That's why it's King James to all those people. King. King James. Oh, gosh. Anyway, um, anyway, but go ahead. What about the documentary? Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting news uh, about that. Go ahead. Well, I mean, for me, I, I'm excited about it because it comes off of the coattails of a negative comment. Um, this was way back when. Um, what was the reporter's name? Laura Ingram. Yes. Yes. yes, I don't even want to say the name. Um, she told LeBron to shut up and dribble. Because that is obviously something polite to tell a basketball player who's trying to give a voice and be a voice to people, um, you know, with backgrounds like his um, coming from, you know, communities that just are, you know, full of poverty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and that. the injustices and all the things that uh, certain cultures of people face today. You know, she's trying to be a voice, and instead she told him to sh- shut up and dribble. That's that's your job. You're an athlete. You dribble. We don't care what you have to say. Right. And now here's the documentary. So make money off them coattails. Mm-hmm. Put it back into the community. Help out. You know where you can. I mean, I just think that's awesome. Yeah. Turn a negative to a positive. So tell us more about it, Joe. Um, I don't know a lot about it except for uh I guess Showtime is backing it. And um and basically it's it's as you said, uh, I think it's gonna be a documentary not really focused like specifically on him, but on all players and, and speaking to multiple players and I would feel that it's probably across multiple sports because We've seen some of the same things happen with uh, the NFL. And they're still going through it. And, man, I could have a whole podcast, podcast on that part. <laughs> right. Uh, NBA versus NFL. If you actually check out uh, Joy Taylor, uh, she has her own show called um, 
maybe I'm crazy um, on FS1. If you check the un, um, Undisputed YouTube channel, uh, sometimes they put a podcast up there, but you can also get it on iTunes, all that stuff. And she had a whole podcast about NBA versus NFL. And it's very interesting to hear just talking about, i give you just a simple bite of it is, NFL is about the shield. Protect the shield, which is protect the brand at all costs, that first. Then protect players that we care for. Whereas NBA is, yes, we protect the NBA. We have rules. Like, people can't just take performance enhancing drugs or party all night and, like, slap people around domestic violence. We They got rules, too. But when social issues happen, NBA is usually more about our players is what make us. And, and she made a good point. She said, why is it that we'll talk about football when preseason starts, which we're talking about it now. Right. Great. But how come she was like, NBA season started a long time ago and the finals have been over. Why is NBA still one of the hottest topics and hotter than NFL? Why? Good question. Uh, Why? Because... LeBron James, oh, he's going to the Lakers. Is Kawhi Leonard getting traded and stuff like that? It's about the players. Ain't nobody talking about specifically the team. They're talking about the team because of the players. Right. And when the players talk and give opinions, people listen and people pay attention. And the NBA, instead of saying, y'all better shut up, y'all might mess up the brand, the NBA logo, you might mess that up. So y'all need to shut up or we're going to start like, Sitting y'all down, suspending you, and fining you. They don't do that. They just say, hey, I want to reach out to our players. Adam Silver being the commissioner is more progressive. He's like, you have a problem? There's social injustice? Let's sit down and talk. I want to know about it. What can we as the NBA family do about it? NFL? Shield? We got a lot of old people who run these teams, and... They don't care about all that kneeling and no, get up, play football. You better stand when I tell you to stand and, or else I, I won't pay you. I'll kick you off the team. I pay you. They, and it sounds kind of, you are, I mean, they are your employer and they have the right to fire you. But it's that when you are a public brand on that level, it's kind of like, all right, you know, that separation needs to happen. So going back to like LeBron James is like dead. LeBron James is being talked about more because not only from a sports point of view, but also off the field, what he does and his political viewpoint. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with him. It just means that he can say all he wants to say about, I would never sit down with Trump. Oh, if the NFL had a player say stuff like that, oh, that player would have a hard time. You might not see him on the field. Or ever again in life. Or, you ne- yeah, you never know. Oh, right? Saying. But guess what? Steph Curry's come out and said stuff. LeBron James has. Kevin Durant, the head coach Steve Kerr of Golden State has. Plenty of times. Multiple people. Guess what? All of them still got jobs. All of them still are the, still the top players in the league. Hmm. And has NBA viewership gone down? Nope. Not a zilch. People still nope. paying attention to them, and they ain't even played a game yet <laughs> in the season. NFL, they, they're being talked about, but people talking about protesting them 
for either one or two things. If someone kneels, I'm not coming to the game. On the other hand, you got people saying, if y'all suspend him because he kneels, I'm not coming to the game. Right. Y'all losing both sides. That's a lose-lose situation. So I feel like NBA is doing like a better job. And and I, I'm i sorry, I went in too far into the debate about that. But it, it just goes to the point of just saying like this. I feel like LeBron James is doing such, such great things in community. And we should pay attention to those people and not say, shut up and dribble. So Laura, I agree. So Laura Ingram. Sorry, I'm you're, not. You're on the you're on the wrong side of history. You just, <laughs> I concur. Just, like, what is he doing wrong, Laura? Like, Laura, if he doesn't like the president, that's fine. You may hate him for that. I, okay, whatever, doesn't matter. But then on the other hand, you can't hate him for building a school for at-risk kids. I, I don't see the downside. Right, Laura, what are you doing? What are you doing for the community? Just want to know. And I ain't trying to rag on Laura. I don't even know her. I don't even follow She's her. Irrelevant. I'm not even, I don't know. So I'm not going to call her this way or that way. All I'm just saying is I heard that one sound bite from you, Laura, and. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you're on the wrong side. I concur. Yeah. So in any case, uh, you ready to jump to another Topic. All right. We're going to talk about Nicki. Nicki Minaj. Dropping that Queen album. Dropping the Queen album. So. All right. So, yeah, lead us in on that. All right. Everybody out there, once again, thank you for tuning in. You don't have to do all that. Oh, Continue just kidding. So you said lead us so in. So, just pause. <laughs> Take a thousand pause. But last time you did it so smooth, I ain't have to say anything. You just like, all right, the next subject we got this evening, da da da, we're talking about blah. My bad. Listen. Yeah, it's all right. All right, we're going to start recording these earlier. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Well, I, I told you I was home. You did. But I ended up, um, after my photo shoot, it's funny because it's with one of my ex's, like, friends. Oh, boy. Oh, so I got the tea on a whole bunch of stuff. Ooh. Yeah, boy. that was no bueno. Oh, it's the friend that doesn't care. It's going to give you all the dirt. Well, they're not really friends per se. It's my ex's best friend's friend, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, they've hung out. Actually, he was just with my ex on his birthday. Like, they just hung out. But it was it was just, it was rather interesting. But right. anyways, I'll fill you in on that another time. All right. So, our next topic is Nicki Minaj's new album, Queen. It just dropped. Friday, which is actually still today, <laughs> but um, it'll be relevant this time. Yeah, we're, okay. Look at yeah, us, yeah. oh snap! Oh, people like people like don't oh snap this. <laughs> and like y'all just laid on it. Look, we working. We working. We working, working real hard. It's all good. But um, so according to Rolling Stone, so rapper she um Nicki Minaj unveiled her queen, and she actually offered a track by track commentary um, during it seems like what was a little bit of an all over the place broadcast so she had an impressively unpredictable broadcast on apple's beats one radio show um though scheduled to begin an hour before queen hit streaming services the rapper started the program 23 minutes late 
um, exhausted and delusional due to lack of sleep. Kind of sounds like uh, us right now. But um, I don't think we're that bad. <laughs> speak for yourself. You over here falling asleep. No, I'm just listening. I'm just kidding. I'm just um, so over the next two hours, she was baffling one moment and uproarious the next simultaneously so emotional about her album release and fiercely dismissive of her detractors as far as album rollouts go it was fitting um it was a fitting end to menages which featured a series of singles that didn't make the final track list a series of delayed releases uh i'm sorry delayed release dates and a twitter poll to ask when the album should come out so um yeah she dropped the album today and then it was mm-hmm. just a little bit of a tragedy as she was talking and debuting and giving a commentary on air how you feel about that joe oh uh, well <laughs> ah, you like uh, how I early on the spot like that so early things that i heard uh going off of what you said um i just heard it dropped i didn't really hear good or bad i didn't hear bad right um i guess we'll see i'm sure you know people are gonna listen tonight and you know people are gonna try to get the review out as quick as possible right um but i've i've been a fan of Nicki minaj um uh definitely you know i feel like this when it comes to this i feel like this is great she just dropped it um, I think she's one of those artists that, you know, she set a date and then she didn't hit the date. She dropped well, it early. Um, well, well after but, setting back the release date. Right. <laughs> right. And so my whole thing to that, that just adding to that is that, um, I feel like she's one of those artists that she's already proved herself. I agree. And she's already on the level of where she can do what Jay Beyonce, Drake, Jayco, Kendrick, so on, like go on list, list goes on. She can do what they do, and you know what they do? What they do they do? They don't. They don't give you release dates. Just drop. That's true. The end people eat that. Okay, on the run, right? On the run happened, right? Right. And they rem- they just dropped the album in the middle of starting on the run tour like that's what jay and beyonce and they're gonna and that's gonna easily hit platinum because it's that that's who they are beyonce right so i said i think nikki kind of i i think she has high expectations she's a talented artist i think she has high expectations for herself and what she wants to bring to her fans and i agree and my thing uh to her is don't don't put yourself in a box again and also, I know a lot of people, even I have been one of those people who said like, oh man, I remember like rapper Nikki, you know, like the one that was not so pop, you know, the one that had them lyrics and stuff like that. And if you notice, she dropped like two tracks that was kind of more rapper, right? Right. Like even Chun-Li was more rapper, a bit less pop than what she normally has been doing for the last couple of years. Like Pink Friday was basically a pop album, pop rap. I mean, which is basically what rap is today. I was like, but it was kind of like, it was unapologetically that, you know? And so 
I feel like she heard those voices in her ear saying, oh, you got to be the old Nikki, you know what I'm saying? From, from what, she from like Jamaica, Queens or something like that? I can't remember. But it's like, she's got to be like that old Nikki. And so she's like, okay, that's what you wanted. I gave you pop. Now you want to go, want me to go back? I'm giving the fans what, what, what they want. Right. And I heard um, a while ago, like when she dropped Chun-Li, she was like, Chun-Li didn't pop off. And then she went to the BET Awards and performed. And people said her performance was lackluster. But then they also said the crowd was not really that much into it. So it was kind of like you have to feed the energy, you know what I'm saying, into the artist. And I felt like, dang, man, like, I feel like she feels stuck. Like, I've done all this work for you guys, and now you guys are like, I don't even care as much. So when you say things about, like, singles that never made the final cut of the album, right? I think chun has to make the album because she promoted it so hard. But I feel like it's one of those songs that she's like, ah, man, I wish I could remove it. Like, I, I would just say, oh, that was a promotion single. And just be like, that. that's not making the album. Um, moving forward with this, um, she had a track that people thought should have been the single, which was called uh, Barbie Dreams. And I saw from Complex News, uh, also uh, reporting here from Billboard, uh, basically, she kind of copied... Or got inspired by Biggie's Biggie Smalls. Uh, samples of Just Plain. And um, she shouted out a lot of rappers. And, uh, and, and a football player. And reportedly what it, what it all was, was she said, I was just having fun. Mm-hmm. She was like, and she was like, the reason why I mentioned these specific men uh, in here were was because I knew that they could take the joke. But a lot of people said that because... Some people are always going to push it into, oh, she really said that about Drake. She really said that about Young Thug. Like, she talks about Drake. I don't know if he, something about, I don't know if the something, the, well, I can't repeat the lyrics, but I don't know if the something wet or either he crying and then talking about Young Thug uh, trying on dresses in her closet and things that, like, yo, and I just said, it's funny. I said, it's and she said, yeah, it was all for jokes. I know that these people can take jokes, and it's cool. And so, but some people are going to paint it in a way like she's talking-ish about people and going after people. And that's kind of how Billboard even put it. it. said, Nicki Minaj takes swipes at Meat Mill DJ Khaled on Barbie Dreams. And I'm like, okay, sure. And that raises awareness. She sells more, probably, albums that way. I said, but, I mean... That was what people want. They said, we want something fun, cool. And it seemed like maybe Chun-Li and other things were, like, trying too hard. I don't know if, if my opinion's right or not. I'm just saying, like... I'm just saying, your like... Your opinion's wrong just because it's your opinion. Yeah, forget all those people on the uh, Instagram poll. Hey, that's right. Everybody was Team Sam. Team Sam. Team yeah. Sam. Yeah. Um... Well, I don't think anybody's team Laura Ingram from our first <laughs> segment today. Who? So who? So who's that? Yeah, Laura. Who? Who? Um. Anyway, Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you feel about like Nicki Minaj? Have you been a fan? How do you feel about this whole dropping? Do you think she could have like released it better? Like, I mean, um, I've been a Nicki fan kind of since day one, since before, since when she was back 
when she originally was really rapping, um, the first time I heard her was on that five star chick song. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's way back. Um, then I think things got a little weird when she did the whole um, Roman kind of thing. Yeah, Pink Friday. But that was her best album of all time. I mean, well, like you said, it, it's it's a weird not crossover, but it's just it's it's a weird dynamic when you go from your typical rapping style to your like rap pop kind of thing. Because um, at the end of the day, for most of the female artists, especially females in hip hop, there's only but so far that you go. There's only but so many people that actually listen to that. Um, you know, I kind of feel like every single female hip hop um, artist does have to touch on that bit of pop be that way you know they can get more followers and, and become more famous and that you know raise awareness about themselves it's it's not i mean actually i'm sitting here thinking <laughs> it's really Nicki minaj and cardi b right now that are on in female right. hip-hop and cardi has like a style that's more similar to like the group that her current fiance is in you know uh being the migos because Migos, even though that's straight hip hop, but it is a form of kind of popish hip hop. Like Stir Fry was one of the biggest hits. That was it's hip hop, but it it's got that kind of pop feel for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I feel like for the men in hip hop, like that's that's okay because that's something we follow. Like regardless if it's pop or not style or if it's like straight. Straight. Trap, straight yeah. hood, straight like you know, and that still gets followed anyway. But for the think females, Cardi B is kind of straight though. No, I mean she I, tells a lot nah. of straight ish. Yeah, but she has still like some pop songs. Well, like does. right now, yeah, the one that's playing, album, is, yeah. I like it like that. Yeah, that's pop. Yeah, it's very you know. I like to call it like bubblegum. It's just very uh, for some reason. That's that's my word for it. Yeah, Don't hate. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, <laughs> Not we, you. I'm we just used saying. to call it popcorn rap. That like when Nelly popcorn was coming rap. out, like. It's getting hot in here. What? So it's like off all your clothes. Like, I am. No, I'm stop. See, but it's a hit, <laughs> but it's so pop. Right. It's so pop. Right. But I mean. popcorn rap. Popcorn rap. That's what they call it. But uh-huh. um, as I was saying, so for the females, there is there's no hip hop females that can just keep it straight hip hop and continue to thrive in their careers. Like it just, it doesn't happen. Like. Where's Little Cam? Where's Foxy Brown? Where even uh, right Rod now? Digger, even right Sean now, le- one of the latest ones. Uh, well, I mean, she she's been in the game for a while, but Rap City. Like a lot of people don't even know about her. But Who? right, Rap City. Look up Rap City. There's there's a whole bunch like, of great R H A P S O D Y. Look up Rap City. Isn't that um a platform? That's a music yeah, platform. Yeah, it used to be a platform. But, like, wait a minute. But her, but her name is That's that. That's the blue screen but I had name, down my computer. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> that place got shut down. They actually went back to calling themselves Napster. But anyway. Um, any case. Wow. But Rat City, she, she is day. one of the, a lot of even like real hip hop heads like that like or dudes have said like Rap City could probably rap half the dudes in the industry under the table. If you put them in a lyrical battle, she would just slaughter. But she'll never, ever get... Like, she, she'll recognize. She'll be invited to all the parties in the red carpets because right. they know who she is and how good she is. 
But if you want to talk about make mainstream money, it's not gonna happen. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I kind of I feel for that. I feel for, um, you know, Nikki having to sit here and and you kind of got to decide between which fans you're gonna please because you can't please everybody. You know, you can have a little something something for everybody, but it's gonna be hard to sit here and please your pop fans if you're going back to just you know, straight hip hop. And it's going to be hard to please your hip hop fans. If you got all these, you know, bubblegum pop hits. So, I mean, I could kind of, oh, I'm sorry. It's rap city. It's rap. R A P S O D Y. But yes, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to make that correction on her. Cause mm. I can't, I can't leave her, but you're a hundred percent correct. Not sorry to interrupt. You. Right. So, um, so, I mean, I think I, I personally think it's kind of cool that Nikki can dibble and dabble in both. Um, I like the fact that, you know, she'll sit here and rap, then sometimes you'll actually find her not really singing, but singing, holding a tune on the album. Like, I kind of like that you kind of got to be diverse and you got to be out the box to be a female MC. Um, I feel like Nikki hasn't got all the recognition she deserves, in my opinion. I'm still, I'm not hating, but I'm just still dumbfounded how Cardi B had a number one and Nikki still has not touched that number one spot on Billboard. She hasn't. Mm-mm. Oh, you no way. I, Nikki has definitely. She is had not. A you could look one. it up. You could look it up when what? she has not. It has not reached number one on Billboard. Basically, no. The fair. last person to do it by themselves was Lauren Hill. Uh-huh, and then the only other person that's done it like recently was Iggy Azalea, but she had. Um, I think it was Rita or or someone else on her track. So she wasn't like, um, you know, a single female holding that number one spot. But what do you mean? Are, are you meaning hitting it or holding it for some reason? Hitting time? it. Nikki has not hit the number one no, spot she has, for Billboard. I just looked up. Okay, well, no, that's from. For whatever. We're talking about hot. We're talking about hot uh, Billboard uh, hot. What is it? 200 or is it 100? I forget. One is the albums. One is the songs. Okay, so yeah, it's um, Hot 100 is the songs. Okay, well, either way, Cardi and B. she has not. Thank you. Hit that in the re- fact checking me over Anaconda here. Anaconda didn't hit. It only hit number two. Fan I thought that was a number fact one. Fact checking me over here. That's how you know. See, I am a Nicki fan. Um, so I feel like Nicki's kind of. She hasn't received the recognition as far as that that she deserves. Like she's Pink really Friday talented. Friday hit number one, but no, that's an album. for album. Yeah, for album, not for a song. Yes. I hope you feel my my stare at you right now. I, just I, I just, hope you feel that's that. That's why I just closed my eyes for two seconds. <laughs> but um, so I feel Nikki's kind of underrated. Like I, I kind of feel like, like I said, I'm not hating on Cardi to each its own. But as far as talent, as far like I just, I feel like Nikki should have got a number one. Definitely way before Cardi B like even existed in this whole realm of female rappers, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nicki dropping her album, I mean, it's Nicki Minaj. Of course, it's, I would expect it to do well as Nicki. Nicki's already gotten her. She has that platform where she can just drop, you know, an album and people will download it and listen. So mm-hmm. I'm just... I I mean I'm I'm either way I I like her pop songs 
but I, I wish we had more, just some more like raw female hip hop style. But it's just the, I mean, I guess the audience for it just isn't there. It's not. I, th- I mean, it's yeah. not. Most dudes are not it, gonna sit here no, and no, listen no, to. No, you're right. No, you're right. One hundred percent. You're right. One hundred percent. I know. I, I've okay. Almost always. Okay. I am. Um, a lot of people have called <laughs> Nicki Minaj like the female version of Drake, and I say I don't I think disagree. that's a I don't think that's a complete fair comparison to have to compare compare her to a man. I just said, but if you want to say that they both have, they both can do straight rap if they want. If they want to get lyrical, they both can, but they also know that they had to do pop things. To reach a certain level. And even for Drake. Because Drake. We can't. Remember. He came up right at the end of the era. Where. If you were talking street stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you had to have somebody in the, like, in the streets. Kind of giving you some validity. Or people's like. I can't really feel you unless someone co-sign. Because you fake. Because. Well. Right. Because you'll be fake. Right. But. But Drake was able to kind of straddle that line where he would talk a little like, you know, like I basically protect my own and my people, but like it's not on no gangster stuff. It's kind of like just it is being a man. And then so he can, so as time's going on, now we're reaching an era where he can talk a little bit more stuff, a little bit more grimy and stuff, but like that. But it's very subtle still with him. He keeps it very pop. And he's like, I, I can't, I don't want to talk all that rough stuff because I can't be like, I can't get in the trenches and talk stuff from Compton like Kendrick and then still hit the record. But no, I'm just saying though, I'm just saying Drake has, <laughs> has mastered the art of making albums that just can hit to the dudes that be like, I'm a hard dude. I can't listen to Drake. But then I be seeing some of the hardest looking dudes bump Drake or be in the club singing no all the lyrics and stuff like that. But then at, at the same time, he gets all the females who need something that's more poppish and a little bit more soft and stuff. Like, I don't want all the rough stuff. I don't want to talk about guns and da da da. I don't want to do that. He gets both sides. And I feel like for Nikki, Nikki did something that was very unique for her and she doesn't get a lot, get a lot of credit. She was able to make songs that not only dudes would be like, Alright, I, I don't really listen to females a lot, but dang man, the production good. She makes good choices. Like, but it just sounds good. You can't deny it. there's plenty of Nikki songs that dudes be like, Yeah, man, like if that song come on, like I'm not gonna be over here like I'm going to the bar to get a drink because Nikki's on. No, she's not one of those women. She's one of those women that can hit you with enough that she gets the female crowd and the male hip hop crowd too. So it's like I hate that comparison of I just say the only thing is that they're both versatile and that's what made them who they are. That's why Drake, I don't know how he does it. And I don't know how Nikki's been doing it. It's like they were able to get both sides of the aisle. And so anyway, shout out to Nikki. Like keep doing you. I don't know how the album sounds yet. We're kind of pre-talking. We're just kind of talking about you and Things that should have probably happened, like more number ones and things of that nature. Right, you but, deserve that title. But um, and I don't know if this album is gonna be a one that hits a number one song. So far, Chun Li and other songs have not. So I just think that 
if this album's not what you really wanted and it sound like by your article that she was kind of like stumbling late for this release, I feel like she's like, I'm disconnected. I just dropped it. The reason why I dropped it early is because I don't care anymore. Not about this album. Not that I don't care anymore about music or the fans. Right. But that I just, this was not the right one. And so it's kind of like, I I just said, here, here's the track list. Cut it. Go. Right. Look out for the next one. That's what I'm looking out for, man. Like, this one could be good. This one probably got gems in it. I heard that one song, Dreams, Barbie Dreams, is great. I think it's got some good songs, possibly. But it's just, I think, a good album from Nicki next time. Maybe by the end of the year. Maybe she got some stuff in the bag. I don't know. That's true. I mean, well, I hope this one's good. The last time she dropped an album actually was a while ago. Because she got that sad that she can do that. <laughs> That's true. But I think it's like four years ago yeah. that she um, last shot her album. So, you know, I hope this is a good one. I hope she put time and energy, you know, into making a great, great album. And I hope it's, you know, it'll it'll appear to all her, you know, different types of fans that enjoy her different type of music. So, yeah. yeah. So, shout out to Nikki. And uh, I think that concludes our episode of The Now with Sam and Joe. Got anything else to say, Joe? No, I'm good. All right. Well, then, I'm Sam. I'm Joe. And y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace.